Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast, presents episode 811, a match made on Xbox 360. Recorded live on February 3rd, 2022. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Duststorm. I am your co-host, Godzilla T. And I am Haas. And it is another week of potential bug fixes for Infinite. We'll see. Just came out a few hours ago. Potential, air quotes. (laughs) Exactly. Um, We've also got the new Halo Infinite official TV trailer. Mm-hmm. Which we, we can talk which about. Which looks a awesome. Bit. It looks awesome. I have some questions about the story that's being implied, but we'll get to that in a little bit. And then we've also got the upcoming North American HCS finals next weekend as well. And there's a post about that on Waypoint. Nothing else much, really. Uh, depending on how long we talk about things, we'll dive into our, our little three Halo 360s recap that we were going to do last week and didn't and the because week before tangents. and the week before <laughs> because <laughs> tangents um but first things first let's do our little potacular community update starting with gt how we do with fragging friday last week we had a lot of fun we actually played some infinite it was a tie vote so i flipped the coin and it was infinite we had a lot of fun uh we did I think we did try BTB once, but it didn't work. So we split Just into two lobbies. Work. Yeah. I did try BTB earlier in the night and it glitched out once. And then I was able to get a game, but yeah, it, it wasn't working at all. Or it wasn't working well. So hopefully this weekend or tomorrow we can play some infinite BTB. Yay. Yay. That'd be great. And uh, I hope to be there. I don't see any reason why I shouldn't be. So hopefully I'll be on with you all to play some big team on Infinite because it's been, geez, about a month since it's been working, right? (laughs) At this point? Well, pretty much ever since the game officially launched. Right. Yeah. The uh, random fact, last night I actually got another achievement in Infinite. I marked three or more players in matchmaking. Oh, at once? Totally by accident. Yeah. There you go. Well, I... I forget about the marking function in infinite. Mm-hmm. So I, instead of, you know, teaching myself to push up on the D pad, I mapped that button to one of my thumbsticks. So now every time I pull oh. the trigger, now every time I pull the trigger, I wind up marking something. <laughs> <laughs> Cause unfortunately when I, when I pull the trigger, my, I squeeze my thumb too. So, so you're, so you're I'm kind sorry of taking for people clip, that play clip. with me. You're going to get a lot of marks from me. <laughs> and they may so not screw the cl- clinch protection and you're just going to mark everything pretty much. Yeah, sure. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, why not go all out? There you go. Yeah. Well, cool. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. For those that want to participate, vote in the Discord. That's where we have the community poll for what we're going to be playing. 
for achieving Halo, Bobby and I worked on some more attrition challenges. And between Sunday and actually Monday and Tuesday, uh, I managed to get through level nine of the Cyber Showdown Battle Pass thing. So I didn't get the nice neon um, spikes, but I got everything else. And I'm at <laughs> level 18 in the normal Battle Pass now. Yeah, I'm at level 18. 65. So, uh, yeah, I'm actually making some decent progress now that I'm actually playing again. <laughs> so that's I, uh, I, I took a month off and I'm still 50 levels ahead of you. Yeah. Yes, you are. Uh, I will say something about the marking system, though. We actually had a few good teams that we matched up with when we were doing the attrition stuff. Mm-hmm. And the marks came in really handy for some of those clutch games. Yeah. Even for games that we lost, like where they got pretty close and we were actually like almost doing kind of the counter strike where you're kind of backed up against the corner and you're waiting for someone for them to make the wrong move type thing. So yeah. it came in, cl- it comes in clutch when you can use it well. So I, I appreciate that implementation in Infinite. It's, it's really nice. Just so everybody knows, is I don't use it well, so just ignore me. <laughs> Hey, you got the the mark of three, so there you go. Uh, Haas, did you happen to hop on to any Halo over the last week, or are you still taking your hiatus? I I played three matches. I finished the uh, Cyberpunk event, or whatever it was called. Cyber Showdown. And And then I did one match of Fiesta this week to get closer to completing that. But Cool. I kind of finished it, and I was like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. So. Makes sense. <clears throat> uh, I might hop on some BTB next week. And hopefully what we're seeing early reports that this update has finally repaired that. And that could be repaired fun. Repaired what they broke? Yeah. Exactly. And to follow up on kind of your ask last week about attrition being sweaty or not. It's Definitely sweaty. sweaty for for a fair amount of it, but there were some some games where like there were other people communicating in it, like the communication helped it actually make it not feel as sweaty. Like it was still difficult in some cases, but where there were actual team members chatting, it made it more enjoyable actually. So the few games that we actually had other people communicating with us and using microphones, it was it was actually pretty nice. I'd say maybe a third of the games were kind of nice, and then everything else just felt like getting just completely dominated. Yeah, I don't even have a microphone hooked up to my Xbox anymore. (laughs) I don't. I just, I pretty much just insta-mute everybody because I get tired of listening to them. Well, we actually, Bobby and I actually found a, a really good duo who were communicating really well, and Mm -hmm. we, we actually really enjoyed playing with them. That's good. I'm glad you did. Um, I know there for all the times that you get just annoying folks. Well, yeah, Bobby, you, you couldn't hear them. I could though, but, and they were, they're having some really good call outs. There, there are some people out there that really do mean well for having mics in. And I mean, I, I think yeah, I should probably do are. better with, I, I just wish I could find some of them. 
I have to put up with a lot of riffraff to, to find some of the, the diamonds in the rough, so to speak. Yeah, I either get people that don't have mics, or I give get people that shouldn't have mics. Those are the two options I usually get. <laughs> or people using their connects, and you can hear everything that's going on in their living room or their house. Anyways, yeah, I digress. Even that, I, I don't mind that. It's the people that just want to be a bully. Oh, you shouldn't be playing Halo. Screw you. You shouldn't be playing Halo either. <laughs> you shouldn't reproduce either. Um, I just, yeah, I, I've lost patience with that. All we can do is hope people will be better. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so big team battle, hopefully this weekend. We'll see. <laughs> GT being savage tonight. Nice pens. Uh, we'll Going over to our Discord in the community, we have a couple of shared videos from uh, Jarvo. I think that's how you say this person's name. Uh, sent a couple of clips in. First one is him on Behemoth getting a back smack on uh, someone kind of kind of a ninja, more or less, on one of the sniper towers. And then another video clip of him going on an overkill with the needler of all weapons. Nice. Nice to see that it's still a viable weapon. And then he also posted a little clip in the Tales from the Foxhole channel saying, who are you? And this kind of a riff off of the Cortana in the TV trailer is Mm. not anything close to the Cortana in the games, which for everyone that's out there complaining that it's not the same. Yeah. That's (laughs) kind of the point. It's not supposed to be the same. Well, I was kind of hoping for a little bit. I was kind of hoping for a little bit more blue and a little less solid, but. I, I would agree with that, but as far as the like character itself, it yeah, was I'm not, it's I'm portrayed not, by a different person. Yeah, I'm not knocking the character at all. I mean, what they did with Cortana looks really good. I just was looking, I was expecting something more hologramish in nature. You know, yeah. l- like less solid. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think they would. But you know, this is a little VFX. This is clean up on someone, that. Yeah, this is someone's, someone else's interpretation of the Halo universe, and they've made some very specific changes because it is a TV show. Uh, yep. That's why they introduced the entire silver timeline. It it's going complements the core. Uh, it complements the core. Um, lost the word. Uh, canon, mm-hmm. but it's intended not to interfere with the core canon. Right. So, you know, I give, and people have heard this many times, the, the animated series Fall of Reach, I give it a lot of crap. Uh, but the stuff that I give it crap for is stuff that they didn't need to change. You know, I understand that it's a different format than a game or a book, and rarely do books translate directly to the screen, but just some of the the simplest facts are it just it, there was no reason to change it, and it to me it detracted from the story. But yeah, you know, that's and that's I'll be interested to see what they do with the TV show and how they dance around the core canon. And still make the thing rel- make it relevant. 
So if anybody of you have Paramount Network, just you know, let me know because I'd like to talk to you. Because I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna subscribe to uh, another TV service. That right. was supposed to be on Showtime and part of the Xbox TV thing when this originally was announced. Yes. Back in 2014. And, and then I know when they said it had, it wasn't going to be part of the Xbox TV program, but it was still going to be available to Xbox u- users in some form, but then we never heard anything since. I assume that's gone, but I would hope Microsoft or 343 would find a way to make this accessible to Game Pass users or something. Some kind of deal in Game Pass Ultimate or mm-hmm. something. Because, I mean, I I don't really have a need for it, but... Well, I mean, I would oh. buy a DVD. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But I don't want to subscribe to another another thing. You know, I, I have so many subscriptions right now. <laughs> I mean, I that, that's not that's not that's not their fault. That's my fault. But like, well, I you know, once they got the show wars going between all the different services, I pretty much unsubscribed from all of them because I didn't want to have to subscribe to forty different streaming services just to watch the shows I wanted to watch. You know, at that point, it's worse than cable TV. And to your points, Pins, there there's definitely lots of back end contract things happening and this project has mm-hmm. changed hands so many times. So many times. It's just gonna be one of those I mean, it's landed on a home and we have trailers and we know that it's coming out, so at least there's that. Although I have to admit I like the T V commercials they've put out for it. I'll I say I like I like the visual quality. No, I'm not it. talking about I'm not talking about the the trailer for the show. I'm talking about the commercial for Paramount Network announcing that Halo is coming. Oh. They have some of the characters from the different shows that are on the network all chanting the Halo 2. The Halo yeah. theme. Oh. Theme. I don't know if I've including, seen this before. Including Beavis and Butthead. I don't know if I've seen this before. Yeah. It, it's pretty good. And then... I'm going to have to go find that. One, uh, I think the... Uh, Guy, I think it's Super Troopers, is what the show's from. Some other character asked, what are they doing? And this guy from Super Troopers, they're singing the theme from Halo. And then <laughs> at the very end, you see Master Chief just kind of look over and shake his head and walk away. <laughs> it's All right. hilarious. I'm going to go find this while we're <laughs> doing the podcast. See if I can. But back to the trailer. Yeah, I like it. It it's piqued my interest. There are a lot of interesting things in it. I know uh, a lot of people watched it, and when uh, you know when Chief picks up the chain gun and starts unloading, it's it's like, yep, that's Halo. <laughs> yeah, that definitely hit a lot of Halo uh, vibes for mm-hmm. me too. Although Chief twirling the BR was kind of. Huh? Added flair. <laughs> yeah. That just didn't seem really chief-like, you know? I'm sure there'll be some cool little scene that it makes oh, sense. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I don't Anyways. think it'll make sense, but anyway. Um, <clears throat> yeah. It's, it's interesting how many different pieces are kind of being pulled together. And 
like it has the um has high charity in it has reach in it it has um what's the place called where it's the asteroids all connected together the rubble the rubble it has the rubble in it like there's lots of different key points that pulls in from well but- some people think that the desert planet that they show is madrigal which is the planet okay. that got glassed and you know they evacuated to the rubble theory but who knows i mean we will find out <clears throat> march 24th find out what the silver timeline has in store for us this march yep march 24th so when it comes out and thank you pens for the link because i couldn't find it <laughs> oh and they teased a new book today or the other day did you see that? A new one? Mm-hmm. Troy Denim book. Denning. Denim. Troy Denning? Troy Denning, yes. Thank you. I, I don't know why I kept say, trying to say Denim. But it has our favorite Spartan five of Osiris in there. Fail. Where was this and announced? I missed this. The cannon fodder. I skimmed over the cannon fodder real quick. I had to read it three um, times to make it. sure I understood what he was saying. Yeah, it's right there. Top of the article. Uh, it talks about Kelly Gay's Rubicon Protocol. Teas- read oh, that whole paragraph. Project. Oh, yeah. okay. And then they actually posted an excerpt out of the book. Halo Outcasts. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that would be interesting. Be behind. <laughs> I do not have that on my bingo card. Okay. I Yeah, I totally missed that. Um, anyways. Any other thoughts on the TV series trailer? I'm, I like the visual style. I'm kind of questioning the story. Well, Just, I'm yeah, not gonna. The hodgepodge of clips they decided to pull together for the the trailer has me scratching my head a little bit. I feel like Halo's one of those stories you can't really give away too much, and so your trailers kind of got to be a sizzle to not spoil main story points. And I mean. I don't know. I'm curious how they're going to balance the action and the narrative and what kind of storytelling they're going to choose to go with. I think visually you're on point. I think it looks great. Mm-hmm. It's going to be... Minus the Cortana thing. Could use a little, it's, it's, little touch-up. A little touch-up. You know, Cortana... I, I, I'm not, like, upset about it. It's just one of those, like, you change something so iconic to the series that I'm just like, interesting choice but hey you know do what you got to do i'm not going to lose any sleep over it well no, to, GT, to gt's point is more just the hologram effect just yeah didn't quite sell it for me i'm okay with the person change because they're doing that for a lot of the major characters anyways in the series and i'm totally fine with that i mean that's you're gonna have that with the tv show and i mean we have at least jen taylor's voice for Cortana, but I'm okay right. with the visual change. Just the hologram effect was off. Like you said, I was just expecting a little bit more hologram instead of yep. solid. Oh, I, I agree. I agree. That's all that caught me off guard. Every, I don't have any problems with it. That's just what yeah. I was expecting. I mean, I the Lord Hood, the Halsey, um, Master Chief, like all the other character changes, I'm I mean, it's it's a TV show. You're not going to have the exact same people doing the TV show that are doing the voices for the video game. That's just not going to happen. Although it would have been really cool if they could have got the voice actor for Lord Hood. 
he would fit that role really well. True. And then he's actually for the Arbiter. Yeah. Well, we don't know those Arbiters in it, but anyway. There are clips of the Arbiter in it. It's not the Arbiter. trailer? Nope. That's not the Arbiter. That's just an elite with a Arbiter-esque armor. It still could be the Arbiter. It's not the Arbiter. How do you know for sure? It's not the Arbiter. Because there's two other elites wearing the exact same armor. I just thought it was the same elite. I didn't see no. multiple elites with the same armor in the same shot. Yeah. the uh, two When you see Chief fighting the two elites, they're wearing the exact same armor. I thought they were different. They look different. That's just because you're seeing a different part of it. Okay. Only watched the trailer once, so I'll I'll take your word for it. You've probably no, watched it. I mean, it's not, it's not... I'm not saying that the Arbiter can't be in it, but they didn't show the Arbiter yet. Gotcha. Okay. Any other comments on the trailer, guys? Nah. Nope. Nope. Okay. Uh, Cannon Fodder, I guess uh, GT. There's there's a new book. <laughs> Since uh, clearly you read it a lot more thoroughly than I did. So what do uh, we got in yeah, the Cannon I, Fodder I, for? I really just I really just skimmed over it. I didn't that was just one of the facts that I uh managed to uh come across. Um lots of things about uh, ships and vehicles in here yeah. as well. They did put uh, a lot of ships, a lot of ships in there. Um, they got a nice shot of, uh, God, what's his name? The pilot. Porky? He's oh. always, he's got, always going to be the pilot. I don't care what you call him. Fernando Esparza. 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 Uh, they go a little bit into the silver brief, uh, talking about their goals for the Halo TV series. They have, they have posted pictures of several ships, uh, trucks, you know, different types of trucks that are in the Halo universe, mm-hmm. uh, and a forklift. And Forky, we got Forky. They posted uh, uh, some concept art uh, for Infinite and. Also, they actually, I think it's Spartan Strike. They posted some concept art for it. Yeah, they're talking about how they use, like, mm-hmm. leaning on the legacy pillar and the art direction for yeah. the game. Uh, then they talk about coming up with the idea of Chief losing and who he would lose to. And, of course, we all know now he lost Atriox. Um, So it's a good antagonist to, to lose yeah. to given the current state of the Halo franchise. So, no, it makes sense. Campaign's good. Campaign opening's good. Yep. GT's only grab as he wished the cutscene was longer. <laughs> well, like personal preference. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, you know, from what I've read of it, it's a good read. Um, there's, you know, they've got a little bit of Q&A in there about why they did things, and uh, they talk Mostly about Spanish the... ship-related. Yeah, they talk about the Banished Dreadnought versus the Carve, and that they're, they are two separate ships. But yeah, it's a pretty good article. I liked it. Cool. And then we also got one for HCS. Haas, you want to dive into that one a little bit? I didn't read it. So okay. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, uh, eight teams 
pre-qualified and then throughout the North American qualifiers, eight more teams have qualified for the North American finals. The pre-qualified teams are Cloud9, United, FaZe Clan, Sentinels, Space Station, G2, Optic, and KC Pioneers. And then the top eight for qualifying are G1, <laughs> G2 and G1. Complexity, Xset, Oxygen, Fnatic, Incognito, Push and P, and We Love Anime. <laughs> oh my gosh. You gotta love open team names. Yep. Hey, it's... They're all respectable. It's yeah. fun. I love it. Yep. Miss seeing those open bracket names. You get some clever ones in there every now and then. Uh, pool play will be four pools of four teams. Single round robin, best of five. Uh, championship bracket will be standard double elim, 16 teams, uh, best of five until grand finals, which will be best of seven. Uh, there will be four streams across Twitch and YouTube. There will be Twitch drops. Nothing to announce just yet, but more details coming soon. Then they've got a lot of Q&A stuff about people who are attending, uh, things about COVID testing, player handbook, FAQ stuff. Uh, the total prize pool is 125 grand, with first place taking 45, second place taking 27 and a half, and third place taking 14. And this all happens in Anaheim next weekend, starting on Friday, February 11th at 11:30 a.m. Pacific time. You gonna take a trip on down there? <laughs> no, I'm. Uh, I am. Uh allergic to california so <laughs> <laughs> allergic you say yeah that's where we're going with oh my next time to the west coast will either be pax or the finals in october yep will be my I, guess I, I think that would be the finals would be probably my return trip for sure yeah indeed well that's all the new stuff that is going on with Halo. We also oh well, technically no, there's still one more thing. Uh there was a patch for Halo Infinite that came out today that has supposedly fixed big team as everyone's been kind of uh chomping at the bit for. We haven't experienced it yet ourselves, but looks like according to pins and just from what we've seen on Twitter, it's making good progress on fixing some things for big teams. So hopefully we'll get to hop on this weekend and actually enjoy some big team for a change. There's a few other issues that looks like the patch resolved as well. You can check the halo infinite release notes over on the halo support site improvements to land multiplayer, some fixes for those with AMD Radeon RX 500 series GPUs and a couple other little resolved issues. So nothing major, but it sounds like a few small key things, and then big team working is pretty significant. If it Mm -hmm. is indeed working, we'll have to see with the rush back of reports of players hearing that it is working again, that the servers will be stable enough to support all the folks coming back to the game. So I guess we'll see what happens. So, gentlemen, now that we actually have gone through the news and we haven't had a chance to talk about 360 game sunsetting yet, I think it's about time we talk about Halo 3, Halo Reach, and Halo 4 on 360. And ODST, right? And what? Sorry? And ODST, right? Yeah, 
Tank, firefight? Yep, technically ODST. Uh, I mean, you can still firefight because uh, that's yeah, all custom. based on customs. It's not matchmaking. So you can technically oh, still get all the ODST achievements because it's not matchmaking bound. Can you still do customs on these games? Uh-huh. I thought it was just LAN. No, you. I mean, the online still works because it's all peer-to-peer. It's not relying on Xbox servers. Oh, yeah. All right, all right. Yep, it's only matchmaking that you oh. can't do. Yep. All right. Yep. All I have to say is I finished all my achievements. I'm happy. Same. <laughs> Same here. Yeah, Pins, I should... I need to watch Legends 2 again. Um, so, to start off our little recap of Halo on 360, why don't we kind of tell any, like, Halo 360 launch stories that we have? And I feel like GT and Haas, you, you guys will probably have probably cooler stories than I do, because I just got into Halo like just before Halo 3 and really after Halo 3 launched on the 360 side of things. So mm-hmm. why don't we start well, with, go ahead, with you guys? Oh, when Any Halo cool Reach launch launched was the last. Yeah. When Halo Reach launched, I attended the midnight launch and that was the day I decided I'm no longer shopping at GameStop. <laughs> okay. <coughs> I, no, I'm, that's about, I'm curious. That's about the most exciting. Well, with as people know, with Halo Reach, if you pre-ordered from certain retailers, you got free stuff. Yep. You know, free in-game stuff. Well, GameStop had an issue. And if you didn't have one of the little membership cards, you didn't get your free stuff. So people that just went in and pre-ordered the game and just, you know, like Joe Blow off the street came in and pre-ordered a game. He got screwed out of all the the things that he was supposed to get for free. Wow. Because of their computer glitch. What, what came free at GameStop? I don't remember. Yeah. I I don't remember what the download, what the downloadables were, but yeah, I, I even told the guy, I mean that, you know, I'm sitting there in line and the guy in front of me, uh, well, no, sorry, not the guy in front of me, guy behind me, uh, because they, this is another kind of a jerk move. If you had their pay for membership to their GameStop, whatever it yep. is, the card thingy. Yeah. If you were the paid member, you got to get the game first. No, I was the first one in line. I've been standing here for four and a half hours, but I just pre-ordered oh. the game. Everybody else got to cut in line in front of you. That their was GameStop did you guys dirty. That was the GameStops, both the GameStops here, because I had a friend over at the other GameStop, did, and they did the same thing. That's quite incredible. Anyway, so all the Power Up Rewards members, the paid ones, got theirs first. Then the regular, the free tier got their stuff, and then everybody else, which is like, you know, I, the manager rang me up, and I said, man, this is a dick move. That's bad. Because there's like six or eight people behind me in line mm-hmm. that were paid members that got to skip the line. Wow. That's bad. I'm like, man, if I knew you were going to do this, I would have been here at midnight. I'd have come here. I'd have been here, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning. So I could have yeah. got some freaking sleep. Right? <laughs> wow. That's bad. 
not to mention, you know, I ordered the legendary edition. So, you know, that was about five pounds worth of stuff that I had to carry across the parking lot at, you know, 1230 in the morning. Did they have enough copies at least at the mall. for everybody that was there? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They never had uh, there. Yeah, there was okay. never an issue like that. Um, I haven't seen an issue like that since like Halo 2. Like I've seen it with some other titles, but with like, well, I've never Halo seen releases. an issue for pre-orders. Now walking in to buy one, I've seen that. Like if you just showed up mm-hmm. at GameStop and you didn't have a pre-order for it, yeah. um, I've, I've seen them run out of game. You know those copies, but the pre-orders, at least every place I've ever placed a pre-order, they set those copies aside to make sure that they can fill the pre-orders on launch day. Well, that's good. Well, sorry that experience wasn't so great for you. But um, you know that's that that's nothing. I mean, that's the most memorable thing as far as mm-hmm. launch that I have. Which, granted, is not a great memory, but it taught me a valuable lesson that corporations <laughs> are evil. Anyway, um, no, I was happy to get my Reach. I was happy to get my Halo Three, even my Halo Two. Um, Halo 2 and Halo 3 I pre-ordered at Best Buy. Uh, I didn't do midnight launches uh, because I had a job that required me to be there the next day. So I wasn't going to stay up until midnight and then get up four hours later to go to work or five hours later to go to work. Makes sense. Um, But, you know, I enjoyed the launch of all the games. I had a lot of fun. Um, You know, Halo 2 initial launch with before the patch. (laughs) <laughs> was interesting. I wasn't around then, so I, I, I'm like, did they not test this game? <laughs> well, Hoss when you, Hoss knows you start what I'm to find out. About. Uh, uh, I mean, once you go back into the history books a little bit, it does not sound like that much was tested. So, no. <laughs> I'm like, they, they may the have not had time to test anything. <laughs> yeah, they're like, everything works. Goodbye. <laughs> They got I mean, I C- still loved it, but like, yeah. yeah, they were like, okay, everything works. We'll we'll tune things later. It was like it's the first live service game. Uh-huh. They said some groundbreaking things with it. That that's probably the most me- memorable thing for me was that initial live service for a game. To know that you know I can I don't have to you know schedule with all my friends to just play some multiplayer. That was quite the, quite the change. And the advent of the proximity proximity voice back then was, it was a lot of fun, especially since nobody was used to it. So I'd hear people talking, you know, I'd be around the corner listening to the other team make their plan. And I'd be like, you know I can hear you, right? <laughs> oh, voice communication. And I'd get, what? And the voice filters. <laughs> the voice mods, yeah. Yeah, the voice filters. It's It was a new experience for me with each game, and I enjoyed it tremendously. Very good. It's nice to have some, some of those happy memories. And it's very different nowadays. Like, mm-hmm. There are people that still do midnight launches, and there's there's some cool things around some of them, but it's just not quite the same. That like late two thousands, early twenty tens era of of game launches is has come and gone. 
Well, I remember watching the craziness uh, on launch night for yeah. Beetle 2. I mean, they had a live feed from yeah, New York. Yes, they did, which is insane. You know, and I, I don't know how many hundreds. I I couldn't even give, give you a number of how many people were there. It was just unreal, the amount of people waiting to pick and up Bill the Gates game. giving out the first copy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he liked to do that. Yeah, yeah, my my Halo Three experience was the exact opposite. It, that Halo Two and Halo 3's midnight launches were like life defining moments for me. Not like they were just those moments you'll never forget. So Halo Two, me and my buddy pulled into the parking lot, got out of the car, and two people walked in and walked up, and so we were number three and four in the line instead of one and two. We let we skipped. Fifth and sixth period to get there. <laughs> and we just missed it. So like when Halo three was announced, I I had I I just graduated. I was like, okay, I got that week off of work. I'm gonna be the first person in line at all costs. So what I did, I I asked my mom to borrow her nineteen ninety seven Chevy Astro van <laughs> with tinted windows. I was like, Mom, I'm borrowing the van. And I'm going to camp out at GameStop for 48 hours. And we camped out at GameStop. Me and my buddy, we we put our two chairs there. We got it cleared with the manager who was a friend. He even dated my sister for a moment <laughs> in time. Which was weird. But like, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. But we made sure we were right there, first in line. Um, people brought us like hot cocoa. Um, McDonald's was right across the street. So. You know, I ate like an 18 year old and didn't regret anything. We had the new local news station came out and, you know, we, we were first in line. I had the legendary edition, you know, I was excited as hell to have that helmet that doesn't fit anything. And, you know, it it was just exciting. That was like a really exciting time. There were hundreds of people, you know, they had the pre-order line and then the non-pre-order line. And thankfully, you know, my GameStop, they're like, if you pre-ordered, you get to go first. If you didn't, makes sense. You gotta wait. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. which not like that, I was. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Yeah. yeah, I was. I was all on board with that. So that was pretty cool, and we got to just hang out, get our game, book at home, and I jumped right into that campaign. You know, as was always my tradition, get. Three friends, four friends. I had my Halo 2 clan still going at the time, thinking there was going to be clans in future Halo installments, and there still hasn't been. But, you know, we we jumped in that campaign, and we just ran it, and we had a blast, all of us, just for that entire week, you know, just grinding multiplayer, getting as high a level. I think by the end of that first week, I was level 40 in Team Slayer. (laughs) Like, we just... We we played a lot, and that was a really good time. Like that was that was the last. Well, besides ODST and Reach, I guess that was like the last like big mm. Halo moment for me. And you know, I I obviously I still played, but um, it it definitely changed, and that's that's okay. But that 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 was like the last moment for me and all the guys uh, on that level where I had a week nobody could bother me you know it was me halo my friends 
more energy drinks than my body probably ever wants to admit that I pumped into it. More junk food. Like, I knew my way to the bathroom, and I knew my way to my car, fast food, and right back. Like, that was it. And I'll never, I, I know I'll never get that level of it again, but that was just truly fun times for me. Yeah, you're now, my, you're now the age that I was when Halo <laughs> launched. Thanks, Gramps. Thanks, Gramps. Google 20. <laughs> Shut up, youngin. Anyway, I have a question. This is a very serious question for Haas. Now, I've met Haas in person. I want to know how the hell he got into an Astro van. A Chevy? A 97 Chevy Astro? Yeah. Those are the big boys. Yeah. No. The Astro van's, yeah. the, no. Astro van's no. the little van. Look, I'm sending you a link. We call we call it the Blue Monarch, man. Like that thing is still trucking from my youth. Your parents still have it, and I love it. <laughs> they still have it. It blows me away. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it. Yeah, I mean, my, ours is blue, but uh, this is gonna be good. Uh, copy image address. There yeah, Pinsing. Those are huge too. This is a big van. Oh, we gosh. we had a Skype. Windstar. Why do I keep going? Van. All right, here. Yeah, we had the Ford Windstar. We we had one of those, and then you know our family kept getting older. We and on bigger, road trips so. we pull out the middle seat, and the three of us would sit on the very back bench. Like like I said, how the hell did you get into that van? That's a big I, van, dude. No, that is not a big That's van. That's a big van. That's that, a good size I mean, it's van. It's not like a a Ford EcoLine three fifty. That right. is a compact van. No. That thing is built on the same chassis as an S10 pickup. When when you compare it to like a Dodge Caravan at that time, <laughs> this thing is a monster. <laughs> that thing, that, that's a beast. It looks like bro. a good size. Yeah, sure. Okay. That, we, we got the one tire <laughs> fire in that bad boy. <laughs> uh, brake stand. Like. Man, that thing, I put that thing through so much abuse. I got in my first accident in that thing. And we were it's still running to this day. I mean, we have, <laughs> it, it's still running to this day. And not well, like the windows don't work, AC's broken, but that thing is still trucking. <laughs> I did remember something about the launch of Halo 3. So for Halo 3, you know, I, once they announced the Halo 3 was coming, I started saving my pennies. I bought the Legendary Edition game. I bought the console. I bought the little spanker yeah, mm-hmm. controller holder. I still have it. Somewhere. Mine's over there somewhere. But anyway, um, you know, I bought the little Halo 3 ear, ear thingy or mic, which I still have somewhere. The little foamy thing's gone, but, you know, it just kind of turned up. Anyway, I bought a brand new 56-inch. DLP rear projection screen TV. Yeah, that. Actually, you know, those headsets were yeah, really good. They worked. For for being wireless headsets. I mean, for what they are, they, they, they worked were pretty really good, yeah. well. Yeah. They worked really good. Sorry for our audio anyway, listeners. I you know, I bought I bought <laughs> look up look up Halo 360 3 wireless headset. Headset. You'll Yeah, 360 wireless headset. Anyway, you know, I bought new TV. New game console, got it all hooked up, was watching Halo 3 trailers and vid, Vidox on, on the 360, loving oh, life, man. 
had the sound cranked. So good. Had the sound cranked, and all of a sudden, my stereo receiver goes, and no sound. Man, those Vidox. Those Vidox were some of the best. Those those Bungie Vidox and and their live action trailers (laughs) from that, like, three to to reach or ODST era. They knew how to put together an ad campaign. Like, did. Like, yeah, whoever they hired to do that stuff, man, I watched those trailers, even though they had nothing to do with the gameplay, mm-hmm. I was watching them all the time, all the time. But yeah, I was enjoying all those Vidox and everything and all my high def glory and my stereo receiver fries. Oh no. Ooh. A week before the game launches. No. Yes. Oh man. Oof. So... So what did you do? The the launch of Halo 3 was really expensive for me because I had the $400 console, the $400 Legendary Edition, the $2,000 television. Oh my gosh. And then I had to spend another 600 bucks on a new receiver. Jeez. <laughs> my gosh. Yeah, it was. Expensive. That's a pretty penny. Yeah. Halo 3 was expensive, but I loved every minute. Of course, that was way before I knew about input latency or, uh, Mm. you know, latency on the televisions. So, yeah. Yeah. Oops. Let's put it this way. The I still have the TV. I still use it. It, you know, it works great for a TV. But when I go downstairs to play, if I decide to play something on that TV, it's almost unplayable. I feel like. Yeah, a lot of the old component composite TVs, like inputs, you you didn't have to worry about. And no. then once H, yeah, yeah, once well, HDMI came out, that was part of the problem is, is this is a projection TV. Oh, uh, so this it and at this of, time, one of those big ones, yeah. In Halo, you know, in that era, you had the DLP rear projection TVs, and mm-hmm. then the next step up was plasma. And at that time, plasmas were like ten grand. Stupid expensive. Yeah. Not to mention they suffered from severe burn-in. But anyway. Yeah. So I found this deal on this TV. And I mean, it, it works out great. You know, I've put two bulbs in it. And I've had it since Halo 3. Did, did that, does that one have like the individual color bulbs? Or was it just one bulb? No, it's for... just one bulb. Okay. I one had very expensive had bulb. one of those... DLPs that had like the three different colored bulbs in it. Those things are heavy and they're huge. It's not really that heavy. It's just really awkward. I mean, one person can kind of scoot it around, but if you need to actually take it somewhere, you need an extra set of hands or you're going to, it's going to fall over because all the weights at the, you know, you got this bump that sticks out the back and all the weights Uh are like on one hand. You just, yep. Yeah, exactly. Great TV though it works. It still works great. It still looks great. I just you know about every. Let's see, Halo Three is well. That'd be two thousand seven. Yeah, seventeen. Fifteen years almost. Yeah, fifteen years. And I'm on my this September second bulb. No, that's third not bulb. bad. So, third bulb. So you yeah, know, every five years or so, I put a bulb in it. Granted, the bulbs are not exactly cheap, but it's still cheaper to buy a new TV. Well, slightly. True. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what. I mean, yeah. 
to get I mean, one I, of I, the same caliber. Let's put it that way. Gotcha. I mean, I just bought a 50 inch 4K TV for $200. So, yeah. Take your pick. Cool. Um, well, from, sorry, go ahead. I just can't get rid of it until it breaks. You know, I'm just, it works. It looks yeah, if good. it works. Yep. Uh, my, I guess, most memorable 360 launch probably would have been uh, Halo Force because actually uh, 343 back then had some of the community influencers like they actually sent out little press packages and they asked some community members to get footage from your local GameStop or Best Buy or wherever you're getting something and gave you stuff to hand out to people. So I was handing things out to folks, recording their thoughts on what they're looking forward to in Halo, what they like about Halo, and we got to send all our footage in, and I don't know if 343 ever did anything with, with all that footage or, or whatnot, but it was a I, uh, cool little yeah, cool little experience for my local GameStop, which was down in uh, Greenbelt, Maryland at the time. That was, I guess, technically other than MCC, because that was the whole not Halo Fest in, in Hollywood. Other than that, the Halo 4 was my last midnight launch that I did. Um, I did attend the one when I was in college for Halo 3 ODST and Halo Reach, but it wasn't anything super special. It basically showed up, I think, for... It was either the ODST launch or the Halo 3 launch. There were a couple of folks who brought their Xboxes and had game cases like the games PG cases and they were playing mm-hmm. Halo while we were waiting in line. <laughs> but nothing super special for that. So I think the Halo 4 one's probably for me the most memorable Halo 360 launch. And then my first buy for 360 was actually for Halo 3. I took my Christmas money that I got for 2007 basically for Christmas and my my birthday more or less. I went out and bought my first Xbox 360 and got Halo 3 with it so that was my, my first foray into xbox was on halo 3 i i really miss if they didn't do a legendary edition for infinite yeah. yeah yeah i i mean you know i get it with supply and demand and how hard it was just to get the freaking xbox to begin with but man well, really there was there was the statue that was kind of shoehorned in as the legendary collectible thing. Yeah, it just wasn't well, that's, the that's official. That's the same. No, it's it's not. You know, it, it's just, it's not the same as you know, the previous legendary editions, and I hope that they get back to that. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, even if they do like a legendary edition DLC for Infinite, that would be cool. I hope they bring back some, like, popular maps into Halo Infinite. Like, I get the whole yeah. idea of wanting to do some new maps, but, I mean, every game has had some remake of another map, and it's always been, well, for the most part, it's usually been well-received. Truth on Halo 5 was not as well-received, but for the most part, remakes are well-received within Halo multiplayer. You know, me, personally, I would prefer to see, you know, like, Forgers do the remakes. I'd, I really want to see new stuff from the devs. And don't get me wrong, the remakes are fun and everything, but I prefer to see new stuff. Well, I think the remakes are just nice to see how it, it kind of looks with the new paint job, more or less, and with the new toys that the engine updates provide. It's kind of a 
Mm-hmm. Almost a reimagining of sorts. Like if, if there was a significant in, like increase to functionality, kind of like how the step up from blood gulch to coagulation was. I mean, that that's a pretty significant change. It still is the same layout, but you have now a like three layers of, for the bases. You have a little bit more things to work with in the middle of the maps and the vehicles. So, Actually, I prefer Blood Gulch over coagulation. Oh, man, not me. I, I love Blood Gulch, but, man, coagulation was such a, such a beautiful, like, tuning of that map. And yeah. I know a lot of people love Valhalla. Valhalla wasn't my cup of tea, but maybe it's because I just I loved the the desert kind of vibe that Blood Gulch and Coagulation had. But Coagulation was probably one of the the favorites. I mean, they dug the out the basement, and you had banshees coming out of it, little mm-hmm. lifts under there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. I would agree. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Hey, you know, we're 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 not all the same. I'm a purist. I look, I, I Blood Gulch will forever be my favorite land map of all time. There nothing will ever beat CTF on Blood <laughs> Three Gulch. Three or four hour for, campaign campaigns of yeah, CTF on Blood Gulch and coagulation. Yep, exactly. Like the the Mountain Dew and the chips were flowing and you had Blood Gulch, no time limit. Three caps to win. Man. Those games could go on forever. Yep. <laughs> they sure could. I miss those days. I want to have a LAN party at some point. Freaking COVID. I want to get someday. people over and have a LAN party at some point. Someday. We'll someday. Be someday. I'll wave, I'll wave to you from here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just wait for Pottackler's 20th anniversary or whatever we decide to do for that, and we'll we'll have a LAN party again. Gosh, man, that's close. Yeah, I just that's th- that's really three and a half alive. years away. Yeah, now I just need to figure out a way to talk you into having it here in Kansas. That way, I don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> Maybe some well, somewhere central for sure. But well, Rooster Teeth ain't really doing much, so I don't think RTX would really be something. No, it it'd probably be somewhere neutral and maybe get some kind of. Is your wheel spinning back there? Yeah, yeah. it was. <laughs> Are you playing something <laughs> Did right you just now? launch a I'm, game I'm or not, what? No, when I, I'm rebooting my gaming PC and that's what happens. Oh. oh. Interesting. <laughs> Must be a forced feedback <laughs> wheel, huh? It sure is. Reset. That is exactly what happens. <laughs> I just noticed them like, what is going on back there? Um, so aside from launch, I guess the next obvious question would be most memorable part of, I guess the 360 era of Halo. It's probably Hmm. a tough question to answer because there's lots of things that happened on 360 with Halo. My, mine is pretty easy. It's just the MLG environment at that Mm. time in game battles, like watching it online, Seeing T squared on Dr. Pepper bottles and just I was never a Dr. Pepper drinker. And then that happens and I'm like, I'm a Dr. Pepper drinker. <laughs> and then, you know, ML, MLG was on Hot Pockets, you know, just it had boomed so much. And like, you know, I'd been 
some way involved in the MLG scene since CE. And so seeing all the that kind of like blowing up at that point was just really, really special. You know, talking to my friends every tournament, every roster move. Oh my God, neighbor just said that straight ripping sucks, even though he just won a tourney with them and joined final boss. And that was like earth shattering. Like, I remember that. It, it, that, and, that was and I wasn't even following a, MLG at the time. Yeah, that was just a uh, that was a time. Soldier Boy being on a bus with uh, Ace and and Neighbor, like it was just Halo had just reached this point in pop culture at that point, especially in the competitive scene, that it you really couldn't top it. Like I still go back and watch. MLG tournaments from the Halo 3 era. And even the uh, corny as hell Dr. Pepper game, Ultimate Game House oh, or whatever that they did. The Ultimate Game I still House. Go, yeah. Oh I my still gosh. watch that. It's god awful. Oh my gosh. And I'm really happy to see where all those people are now. <laughs> like, it is so corny, but it was just so awesome to watch. I remember signing up to try and win that, all that kind of stuff. And like I, I just, I've been kind of like condensing, getting stuff ready to sell, move, whatever. And I just found my MLG controller that they had launched at that time. And so wow. yeah, that, my my Halo memories and like what I look back the most fondly is just the whole MLG competitive environment. What I was involved with, me and my friends grinding game battles until two or three in the morning. You know that was just insanity at that point in time. And uh, those are special days. MLG me, was, or competitive yeah. Halo, I don't think will ever be the same like it no. was in Halo 3. I it was just so free, and it was like, yeah. you know, it, it hadn't matured. Esports as a whole hadn't matured at that time. So you could have some of that. It was all that, saucy like, and edgy. And yeah, you know, you. I mean, I, I don't condone it, especially now. You know, I'm older, more mature, but the booth babes. And, like, it was just something. <laughs> it was so, it was, it was the Wild West back then. And it was just, it was fun to be part of that environment mm-hmm. at that time. Yeah, it's uh, definitely changed from where it was. And uh, that could be said throughout competitive gaming, no matter what game. Well, for the most part. For me, honestly, Halo 3 was, once I got into matchmaking, was really depressing for me. So most of my memories for, like, Halo 3 are campaign-related or customs. The, I mean, the most memorable thing, memorable things of, you know, the 360 era are really, honestly, the interactions between Chief and Cortana, the, you know, and really the big ones, you know, like when you f- you're first introduced to Cortana on the Pillar of Autumn in Halo 2, where Chief has to leave Cortana behind in Halo 3, where Chief rescues Cortana, Halo 4, when Cortana wakes Chief. And then again, at the end of the end of the game, when Chief loses Cortana, you know, just this. Matt, this, those are the most memorable parts of the 360 era games that I have when it comes to Halo. Don't get me wrong. I love customs. 
I remember when they when somebody figured out race in a way to mm, actually make yep. it where you could score. Bungie 500 on Foundry. Yeah. Actually, the first one I played was on Sandtrap. But anyway. Oh, okay. But I, you know, in once they, the race game type was actually kind of nailed down by the community, I went through and I downloaded every single race map I could come up with. I literally had... For Halo 3, I had two memory cards. I had <laughs> memory I had memory cards for regular, you know, mini game stuff. And then I had one entire memory card that was just full of race maps. Wow. Because that's how much memory stuff cards. I downloaded. And, and of the course, fact Xbox that I could Series go X on, brings memory cards back. Yeah. You know, that was back when you could actually go to a website and click on a button and say download to my Xbox. Or you can click a link in a YouTube video to take you to the webpage that says, download to my Xbox. Do I have GT talking about file share on my bingo card? Hmm. Actually, I never don't. said file share. But you're talking uh, about uh, file share. About no, I'm talking cards. about going, I'm going, I'm talking about memory cards and going to a website. Anyway, hmm. mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. is the, yeah, honestly, now, you had to be careful with this because this could get you in trouble really quick. The spawn point art. Oh, <laughs> there were some people, I, I, all of them, I, you know, whether it was appropriate or not, these people were talented. They literally made art with the spawn points and forge. And I mean, really good art. There was some incredible art that came yeah. out of Halo three forge. You know, this was even be. You know, this actually showed up before people figured out how to phase things and how to do all these little tricks that they did in Halo 3, which I have no idea how they figured this out, you know, by playing with spawn timers on stuff mm-hmm. and then being able to go back and remember to change all the spawn timers back. So it all spawn time spawns in at the same time anyway. And all of the, uh, yeah, all the little quirks with. Because I remember that was something that was heavily used with Griffball mm-hmm. was spawning it, seeing where it ended up, then moving it again, and then like mm-hmm. people spent hours just to get the pixel perfect alignment for for things. Yeah, and you know I did I tried to do that. I was actually I actually spent I don't know two or three weeks working on a race map, and I never did finish it because every it's infuriating how touchy it is. I mean, the way you, you fuse things together is you spawned an item, you changed its spawn timer to spawn, well, so much time 30, afterwards, 30 seconds yeah. in, you know, after a game start. And then you had to remember or mark where that part, what, where that piece was, move the new piece to where it overlapped and then you had to save and quit. Yep. And then you'd relo- reload it and hope it didn't move. Yep. Yep. And then you had to make sure that once it did load in, you have to go remember to reduce the timer back down uh-huh. and then restart the round and make sure that the geometry doesn't freak out and just shoot everything <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know how many times I, you know, it's, I don't it's remember tricky. how many times I did redid like the first 10 feet of the track. Yeah. But then the it's, advent of Halo Reach's Forge. Now, granted, mm-hmm. the gray color palette, they could have done something yeah. better there. It was but powerful, it did, but yeah, that gray palette was, was rough. Yeah, they did make a lot of advances into that. And mm-hmm. they made it much better to forge with. They really did. And all the, the custom game options and even like the, what was mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? Insane was kind of the offshoot game mode that you just did whatever you wanted to do with it. Yeah, Reach. Yeah, you know, uh, Pitt just mentioned Pete the Duck and Green Skull. That's when I found those two. Mm-hmm. Despite the grayness, Reach had some of the best forage capabilities, mm-hmm. and, and also customization to wrap it back into the whole <laughs> customization yeah. ongoing thing. But yeah, it was it was incredible how many like Halo Three definitely birthed a lot of creative, like really got the creative juices going, and then Bungie really just delivered with giving community more tools to work with in Halo Reach, and like that was at a peak mm-hmm. of of map making was Reach and screenshots. I think Halo 3 was probably the pinnacle of that. There's there was a fair amount still in reach, but the color in Halo 3's screenshots and all the different effects that you could add there mm-hmm. as as well, it like there's there were so many screenshots for Halo 3. Well, uh, yeah, the, pins, there was the, the, legacy the, mission, but yep. Yeah, the big thing in I guess that was Halo 4 when people really got vested in like different screenshots with you know, their, their actual Spartan character changing out mm-hmm. their armature and stuff. So, yeah, there was, yeah, you know, it's, everything is kind of evolved in the game and it's just interesting to see where we've wound up. Yeah. It's, in, it's interesting how the gaming industry has changed through the, you know, through the history of Halo. And you can see that in the games. It's really crazy. Just like you can, you get, for lack of better analogy, sedimentary layers of the gaming industry with each different iteration of well, at least a Halo game with it mm-hmm, being kind right. of spaced three years apart. And it feels so weird to have like Infinite come out six years after Halo 5. Yeah, it was very off-cadence. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, I have to admit, I think it was worth it. Oh, sure. Don't get me, it don't just get feels me like wrong. a lifetime ago. It, yeah, it's... <laughs> What is this Halo Five you spoke you speak of? Oh, <laughs> I think my granddad played that. Anyway, <laughs> there is just such a history, and I think all the games do a decent job of following that history. Don't get me wrong; there's changes along the way, but the game had to change with the people that were playing it, and as the game aged the people playing it changed. It's like, you know, yeah, Halo's one through three. Yeah. I enjoyed them. Halo one and Halo two. I really enjoyed the multiplayer. Halo three, not so much. Halo four. I enjoyed the multiplayer. Halo reach. I enjoyed the multiplayer. Halo five is my favorite multiplayer of all of them. So far infinite to be announced. And that's just because 
I'm still getting used to it and it still has some issues. So, you know, as that develops, you know, it might be, it might be better. And it's going to take time for infinite to really get its feet under it. I mean, we've talked well, it about has it. to mature a little bit. Yeah. It, it's a topic we'll probably keep bringing up on the podcast, but it, it has a rough launch with matchmaking and, and multiplayer. I, I think, it'll probably have something similar with MCC where it's going to take some time to get to a place where it's going to stable out and have enough content for people to have a good time enjoying it. Mm -hmm. And it's, it sucks because we're like us as Halo fans, like we, we want to keep playing, but if there's not content to have our friends keep coming back to play it, then it's a struggle for us to keep going with it as well it's going to take time which sucks but i'm i'm hopeful that it will not take nearly as long as mcc did to really get fleshed out and really have a good catalog of maps and modes to play with and all the options with forge and custom games uh theater hopefully has some big improvements coming because i mean there still hasn't been i think in the community's eyes, the perfect three four three game. Where I feel like for Bungie, that game was pretty well wrapped up in Halo Three. Yeah, like Halo Three, yeah. 3 hit all those points for, for the vast majority of players. I just honestly of the Bungie era games, my favorite's Halo Two. I agree. In my opinion, Halo 3's multiplayer was terrible. I'm not saying that they had bad maps. I just did not like the physical mechanics of Halo 3 multiplayer. There was just so much of it that did it was broken to me, and I really did not enjoy it. I mean, after playing it for a couple of weeks, I went back and started playing Halo 2 again. <laughs> Literally. I have... I believe it. I, I probably have at least twice the amount of time in Halo's 2's multiplayer as I do in Halo 3's. So to say that Bungie has released all these perfect games, in my opinion, no. Um, Halo 2 was broken when it first launched. I mean, bad broken. Mm-hmm. People don't remember that. People don't acknowledge it existed. I was there when Halo 2's multiplayer launched. It was freaking broken. Worse than just about any 343 game. Hmm. Now, 343, they've had, you know, their their games have had their problems, which is fine, but they've addressed them. MCC well, I'm not is they're perfect, but Yeah, MCC MCC is its own special hell. I mean, <laughs> that is Let's just kind of put that one over here and just it it doesn't apply. That was a project that no game studio should ever attempted. Honestly, I don't care who you talk to. That game, that particular monstrosity that they came up with, that's a ten year development game. That's not a three year development game. I mean, before you even launch it the first time, Halo Four was a good game. I liked the multiplayer, the whole kill streak thing. I wasn't a fan of. But at the time, that's what was popular. Yeah, they took some risk. And, you yeah. know, they I don't think they landed on every single one. But 
You know, there's still things from Halo 4 that people are crying Mm -hmm. for 343 to bring back in terms of modes. I still think that's the second best big team battle in the franchise's history. And, you know, I Ricochet was a really fun game mode that I, I just have been sad never to see come back. But overall, I think the multiplayer definitely... They, they tried to copy COD in the wrong areas and not the right ones on that one. Yeah. I, I understand they what did. they were going for. They just kind of missed the marks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, Halo 3 had the customs, theater, the art. Not so much matchmaking for me because the whole aiming mechanic and physics were definitely a little wonky. But, I mean, watching it competitively was also incredible. The campaign was was solid. You all have a lot of the, the memes from the Halo 3 campaign mm-hmm. in there. But overall, like the ending was good. Um, Halo Reach had the customization system, Forge, so many customs. So many customs. That's, I mean, Halo thrived with customs in Reach before Halo 5's, like, customs. Uh, and then Halo 4, to Haas's point, the big team and all the different game modes that Halo 4 brought and just the visual aesthetic and the colors to Halo 4 was unlike anything. Like Halo 3 you had those nice crisp edges, but Halo 4 you had all the vibrant color and intricacies of what what they could cram out of the Halo engine on an Xbox 360 back in those days. It was a Which visually even to impressive this day game. Is still amazing. It's a visually impressive game. And then like I I gave the Halo campaign crap back in the day, but kind of looking back on it now, the campaign was really good too. The story that you had with uh, Master Chief and Cortana and yeah. the struggle oh, I love there. Halo 4 story. I love Halo 4 story. I just wish it didn't rely so much on the external lore, but I do think it is one of the best yeah. campaigns. And yeah, you know, I but, feel the same way. It it needed to be a little bit more independent of the books. Well, it actually needed to be a lot more independent of the books, but it was still a fun campaign. It yep. got you invested in the you know, in the story, regardless if he had the external fishing or not. And I know mm-hmm. a few people, it actually got them to read the external fiction, fiction to understand more what about the heck the game. was going on. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those games for me that I didn't fully appreciate it at first because of the whole reliance on the external fiction, but I I, I cried on that last cutscene when mm-hmm. Cortana sacrificed herself. Yeah. Like that that was the an emotional moment in the franchise's history. And it wasn't until Halo Infinite with a lot of the stuff going on with I mean, at this point, it's not spoiler anymore, but Cortana sacrificing herself and everything that she had to do in order to like, try to save Chief from the Banished and the threat looming on Zeta Halo. Like, those emotional moments, like, 343 knows how to put an emotional story together. Mm-hmm. Bungie got they a lot of do- the action down and a lot of the mechanics down and told a really good sci-fi shooter story. 
And three four three has really brought in the humanity emotional side of it. Well, Bungie actually started that in Halo Three. A little bit, yeah. They started that path in Halo Three, a lot more than most people give them credit for. The and I mean, it, it we don't know what would have happened with if Bungie kept doing Halo, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of, I mean, yeah, Bungie laid the groundwork, but three four three is has taken it and run with it too. Um, well, you know, just, they followed the path that Bungie had laid before them. They just continued that path. Now, is that the same way Bungie would have done it? Probably not. But I still think they would have wound up going the same going the same way, maybe taking a different path. But I just, you know, people, every time I hear people complain about the 343 era games, it's the only thing I hear out of the conversation when I look at what they're saying is I'm a Bungie fan. Nobody else can do Halo. That's not a reason. Uh, nope. Especially when Bungie wanted to stop doing Halo before Bungie. ODST. Yeah. Bungie abandoned Halo. And they, and they get, if any, they, like Halo Reach anybody, for them was like, we're fulfilling a contract. That's about it. Yeah. Well, Halo Reach was the big you to Microsoft. Hence the all the inconsistencies between the game and the book, right? But I mean, they, it was still a pretty decently. Don't get me wrong. Game. It was. Don't get me wrong. It's a good game. It had a good story in it. It just did not match what was already established. Yeah, and I'm not saying it can't fit into the timeline, but the way they did it, it did make it difficult. Yeah. And by Bungie, we mean the the leadership at Bungie. We don't mean obviously like all the developers that poured their their time and right. effort into making Halo Reach. Of course, like well, yeah, when they, we talk about yeah, you know, when we talk about Bungie in that regard, we are talking about the people that make the decisions. Yeah, not not the people actually making the game, the, the higher ups that are. And the same the with three four three. We're talking about the people that make the decisions of what goes in the game. Right. But like I said. You know, I've enjoyed all of the Halo games that I've that I've played. Does Halo Five have the greatest campaign ever? No, it's actually kind of a crap crap campaign. But I still I still have fun playing the game. Mm-hmm. Each game isn't perfect. Each mm-hmm. game will not resonate with everybody. Each game will will never do that. But and so far with Infinite, I'm I'm really having fun playing Infinite. Still it's funny used to it. like I'm I'm enjoy I enjoyed the campaign. Multiplayer is still a little and the whole battle pass and customization is is rocky at best. You know, like I said, the games are evolving with the community. And with Halo 5, the community proved that the pay for model works. And they're just going off of the trends for Yeah, I would love things. to see how much money 343 raked in off of rec packs. Will we ever see it? No. Right. But in the first year, they were able to double the prize pool of the first major Halo event. Major Halo, Halo event just off sales of the rec packs. Mm hmm. Yeah. And we ain't talking chump change either. No. I think it was what? One to two million? Two million dollars for that first prize pool. Yeah. That's they insane. when they announced the game, they announced that the prize pool was going to be one million dollars, 
And with the sale of rec packs, they were able to double that. Mm-hmm. And that was what, within the first three months? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was at least a month before the, they announced that at least a month before the actual competition launched or started. Mm-hmm. So, you know, am I happy with the customization in Infinite? No. I do not have a problem with them charging for it. I do have a problem with how limiting it is with what you do purchase. Yep. But anyway. Uh, Haas, I know GT and I have been talking a lot. Did we get to you as far as your memorable? I think we did. Yeah, that, that, that we were talking about the MLG and... That's right. Yeah, he, that he had era. the whole MLG, you know, nobody watches that stuff. Yeah, garbage. Yeah, it wasn't popular with Halo 3 at all. He's that, just that the was, outlier. <laughs> that was when I started going to MLG was with Halo 3. I went to every MLG Dallas event between 2008 and 2012. Every single one. I have still yet to even watch an entire one. It's definitely a different, like, I, I know we'll never get kind of the in-person, and maybe... Maybe DreamHack is a little bit more akin to how MLG was with all the different games and the different maybe like seller booths and whatnot. But like, I just don't know if we'll ever get to that point with with like Halo events where like it's kind of mixed in with some other top tier esports type things, and you have all the vendors like Hot Pockets, Doritos, Red Bull, <laughs> and then yeah, yeah honestly, I don't know that we're time. ever going to get to that point again with anything. Yeah, now with COVID. I just, yeah. I've had. True. Honestly, I've heard about a lot of things that I thought I'd like to attend, but then there's that quarantine that you need to do after you're done. I'm like, it's just not worth it. Anyway. World's changed. It, it's li- life as it is now. Yeah. It's totally different. Anyways. Anything else that you guys want to touch on before we kind of wrap things up? I know like we only really touched on two aspects of Halo on Xbox 360, but I feel like they're probably between the key ones. Yeah. Like between memorable experiences and of course, like shout out to all the friends that we made during like Halo 2 and Halo 3 and Halo Reach going in the Mm -hmm. custom lobbies and like just Half the friends that I think we have were f- through Halo and Xbox Live and back in the days oh. where you were on voice chat and you, the people you matched up with on matchmaking were the, eventually the friends that you had. You would find those people that you jived with and then you became friends with them and you made it a point to play with those people and those were the people that you end up being friends with. Yep, That's how it all started. All but about Five of my friends that are on my friends list, I met through Halo. Mm-hmm. I a, Every single one of them. I met them playing a Halo game. And there's, you know, I still add people to it. Not quite as many as I used to because of how toxic some people make having voice chat open is. <laughs> It's just sure, but I do still make friends. It's like, you know, the other night when I was finishing up my reach achievements, I made four more friends. Yep. Yeah. 
And all I, United I, by and Halo. All, all, all I was doing was literally sitting in a lobby with eight controllers trying to get a stupid map and game type. Yep. You know, it's, you know, I wasn't really out looking for anybody, but I found them. That's the cool part about Halo. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it, it's not it necessarily does, Halo it, specific, but for our case, it is Halo. I mean, you know, there's people that make friends in other games too. I'm not saying that they don't, but that is one of the, one of the things about Xbox live in general. And I'm sure this goes for PlayStation or the steam community or blizzards community or whoever. It's a way to make friends, you know, and you know, it's like the whole RTX thing. When I got, I would have never went to that if it wasn't for halo. Halo brought me to Podtacular. You know, Halo brought me here. Specifically, Halo 4 brought me here. Hey, GT, you still want to host those lobbies? <laughs> I still cannot believe that. I I get this random message. Hey, GT, you busy tonight? Do you want to host game night? Uh-huh. I don't have any customs saved. <laughs> I honestly don't even remember all the way that far back. I do. I know you do. Feels, feels like yeah, a, it's an age ago for me. And you know, and then you know, it's like a month later, you asked me to be on the podcast again. Oh, wait a minute. Had I been on the podcast before you asked me? I, I know the first one. It was me. Don't and remember. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just weird. It's amazing yeah. where this game has brought me. Likewise. Anyway. So much of my life has been defined by <laughs> by doing uh, Halo things. Uh-huh. But yeah, I, I've, I've enjoyed every minute of it, and I'm glad to have Dustin Haas and Biowolf, Pins, everybody is friends. Even Bobby. Keys, maybe <laughs> not so much, but Bobby, yeah. Frog butts, Louie. It's just, yeah. it's been a wonderful journey. And I'm sad to see that the Halo 3 or the 360 versions journey has ended when it comes to at least multiplayer. But we continue with Halo Infinite. Yep. And MCC. Hopefully. Hopefully new memories to be made. Yeah. Well, with that said, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for the podcast. We finally got around to our 360 podcast. So next week, maybe we'll finally start talking about the campaign since we still haven't done that yet for Halo Infinite. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Stay tuned to social media. Over the next week, we will finally be posting our Halo Infinite Xbox Series X giveaway. Again, that'll be one entry per platform. I will be scheduling the tweets tomorrow and all the social posts so I don't keep forgetting. Um, You can enter into it one time so basically, as long as you're following whatever page or account on a specific platform and make a comment, uh, that'll basically guarantee you one entry per se. And we'll be doing Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Discord. So head on over to those. Make sure you're following all those pages and accounts for a chance to win an Xbox Series X Halo Infinite Edition. For those that are listening to the download, you can catch us on Twitch every Thursday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time for the live podcast. We have our Fragment Friday hosted by GT at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Fridays if you want to come play Halo with us. Voting options for that 
are in the Discord every Friday. So make sure you hop on in, vote for the game that you want to play between MCC, Halo 5, and Halo Infinite. GT uses that to determine what game we'll be playing. We'll most likely be playing Halo Infinite tomorrow, but for the most part, it is still up to the community to vote. Hopefully Big Team's working if we get Infinite. And then you can also join us on Sundays for Achieving Halo. Uh, Last week we did some of the Halo Infinite challenges for the last week of the Cyber Showdown. Uh, this week is the third week of the Tenrai event, so I'm not sure if we'll be hopping into that on Sunday, or Bobby and me might be going back to grant some more Halo Wars. We'll make that determination on Sunday. Um, you can also join the community over on Discord. Again, podtacular.com slash Discord. That's where most of the community hangs out. If you want to get involved over there, share any funny little Halo moments that you have, Halo memes, cool Halo moments that you want us to talk about during our beginning segments of the podcast, uh, the Discord is the place to drop those and share those with us. Shout out to all our folks who join us and supporting us, either through uh, Twitch subscriptions, our Patreon page, or donating to us via PayPal. We appreciate all the support that we get, uh, no matter how you give it to us, even just spreading the word of the podcast, sharing it with your friends, family, or other Halo fans is uh, helpful to uh, just get the word out about Podtacular. A uh, shout out to Pins, Confal, and Prestige for being loyal patrons, as always. I think I hit all the points. I don't have my one note up, but I believe I hit pretty much everything for tonight. Gents, any final thoughts? Nothing for me. Here's to another 20 years of Halo. Cheers. Another 20 years of Halo, and then Gosh, Pottacular 20 years is coming up, too. And then I'll be dead. Oh. (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) Anyways, on that note, have a good night, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you all next week. Keep on fragging them trucks. Bye.